Yeah. Are we are we running right now? Oh, hold on. I forget to put. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to get the. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I almost panicked. over there even in the corner off camera bobbing your head you would know nice, that you would know that if you listen to the show oh my god Josh Wolf, and this is my wife Bethany. Hi. And um, this is this episode of Fairly Normal. Um, it, you know what they should have? Why? Okay, that song is tremendous. But like, why not give an old school? If people hated yesterday's halftime show so much, why not roll out some Shaka Khan and just? Get some old school funk and just just knock it out of the park. Why why were they saying they didn't like it? Oh, because people I are fucking assholes. It. There has not been a halftime show where people aren't like, I fucking hate, I hate that. Oh, cans. Guys, you have to know this. Halftime of the Super Bowl, it's gonna be lip sync city. You gotta sit still. Yeah, okay. Which camera? Don't worry about the cameras. It's, it's, why do I don't, don't even I don't even All look right. at the cameras. The cameras are not here. It's making me sweat. Well, they, they, listen, out of the 17 people that listen, only four <laughs> do it live. So Sounds don't. I have don't, no idea. Yeah, okay. don't worry about it. Yeah, it's it's it, the, the, But I understand the halftime show, like, people are so fucking critical. First of all, they're killing Coldplay. Since when did Coldplay <gasps> turn into Nickelback? Him. Is that what they're saying? Oh, people kill what Coldplay. When Coldplay came out, do you remember everybody? Everybody was like, "Fucking Coldplay, so cool!" And all of a sudden, it's like Forrest Gump. All of a sudden, people decided to go, "Forrest Gump sucks." Yeah, Forrest Gump sucks. Yeah, Coldplay is a fucking great band, everybody. When I can't you say believe people. Where are you pulling that from? Twitter. And there is a large percentage of people. Coldplay is now the punchline that Nickelback used to be. I just can't believe that. I don't get it either. I can't and believe it. He's freaking cool. For, uh, listen, I must... And his new album is cool. But Nickelback too, everybody. Look, you can knock these fuckers all you want, but you to call me when you sell 50,000 fucking seats somewhere. I mean, do you. I don't understand. Why. Look, I am not a Beyonce fan. At all, I love. Listen, this is when I like Beyonce when the when the volume is down and she's just dancing around. 
That's what I love. I but personally as- am with you. I love everything that she's about. I think she's so beautiful, and I love watching her dance. Some of her songs, but I'm not. That's not really my no, genre. But I don't like you have it. Bruno Mars, Beyonce, so good. and Chris at, Martin up if, there. If, it was dynamic. In order of great, Bruno Mars is our generation's love. prince. Okay, yes. can't knock Bruno Mars. Nobody knocks Bruno Mars. If you knock Bruno Mars, you don't know diddly squat. Did anyone poop knock about, him? I did not read every tweet in the hemisphere, <laughs> okay. um, so I'm sure somebody did, but I don't know. And then Chris Martin. Chris Martin is an amazing musician. Let's just go. Uh, if we are knocking people, why are we knocking the guy who writes his own music and sings his own songs? Look, if we're gonna knock somebody about their music, okay, and be in their songs, why don't we talk about the person who has eight million people writing on their record and producing it? Why don't we talk about the person who does not sing live? Why don't we talk about that? Because my thing is this: if we're gonna knock somebody who calls herself a musician, why are we knocking the people who play live music live? Why who do their actual fucking He's job? An artist. Now listen, yeah. I, I, here's True. why. This was gets me. Look, let everybody do what they do. Beyonce does what she does, and she does it better than anybody else. But I mean, voice wise, she doesn't touch Jennifer Hudson. She doesn't touch Alicia Keys. She doesn't touch any of those fucking people. Musically, she doesn't touch any of those people. She's an amazing entertainer. She works Good for it. her. Yes. Good for her. Yes. But listen, I want a singer, for me personally, mm-hmm. who sings. That's like I've said this before with lip syncing. But if I hired someone to clean my house, I wouldn't want them to <laughs> sweep the brush two inches over the floor and just pretend like they were doing it. No, you fucking do your job. You're a singer. You sing into this microphone here, and out of the speakers comes your voice, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. That's what I think. I mean, one of the reasons I love rock and roll, and I love 70s rock and roll, is that I can hear their breath. What, you know yes. the overproduced yes. music. Absolutely, you can't hear someone to take a breath in for it's that big. The same with acting and me being a filmmaker. For me, when actors come in and they all have perfect teeth, they all have veneers. Not all, but the majority. When a girl comes in and she has one crooked little tooth, I find it so beautiful and so refreshing. I... But we now are a society that perfects everything what makes something beautiful what did make something beautiful was that it was very original the uniqueness was what made things beautiful but now we have the capability to auto-tune and people you know airbrush everything or go out and get everything to match what everyone else looks like and to me I do like. I, I just can't. I, I resonate to what's real and scratchy. Like I love hearing, <sighs> like when Chris Stapleton, when we watched him play live with his wife, and he's phenomenal. But all the little, the little things that happen, you know, it was like watching, you know, it was like watching them perform in front of, you know. 20 people remember when his guitar went out and she just left her mic and went over and like squatted down on the side of the stage and was that was lovely instead of it being so produced that was like a really intimate moment that we got to see but you see that less and less we get further and further away from the beauty to me the artistry is the truth 
And we've been talking about that a bit, about people standing in their truth. That's Beyonce's truth. I'm totally, like, that's who she is, and she rocks it, and she's so confident. But um, I, I think she would agree with you that she knows that's not. It's not even is. about agree or disagree. It's not even about... It's like, like I'm saying, like, I, I just, I'm, I'm bored for people doing what they do. She does what she does, but to, to not Coldplay and Chris Martin for whatever reason. Is that what they're saying? I didn't know. And to, to, to not, hold on (laughs) one second, to not Chris Martin and Coldplay and here's the thing, like, you know, some people are for their shortening of the songs. It's the halftime Super Bowl show, guys. It's 20 to 30 minutes maximum. It's all choreographed. It's not a real Coldplay concert. It's not a Bruno Mars concert. It's not a Beyonce concert. It is what it is. It's a choreographed. And you have to understand, when they're putting something on for halftime at the Super Bowl, it's a huge corporate deal. So you can't have any possible nip slip. Remember the nip slip? There's more money spent on the Super Bowl than any other event in the fucking outside of the Olympics in the world. So it is micromanaged. Was it boring and kind of blah? Yes, because it has to be. Corporate America took a shit at the Super Bowl. It does every year. And when it shits, it likes its shit to be nice, clean, and not stinky. So you can't have any possibilities of any kind of conflict or any kind of... The people spend millions of dollars, so they can't have one... They would rather have their consumers say that was boring than I'm offended because you can't get anyone in trouble for being boring. Even though it wasn't boring, you critical fucks wasn't boring. Like crazy, be crazy. These people, man, if I went into your accounting office and was like, I don't like you way you draw that seven. Like what the fuck? Everybody does their own. Do you have to go out? If you don't like something, you got to go to Yelp. If you don't like something, you have to hit Twitter, and then you have to tag the person. Not only do you can't, you could just say I don't like Coldplay. You got to at Coldplay so they know that you don't fucking like them. It's just a it's a cowardly piece of shit thing to do, guys. And you know what I would say instead of trying to bring people down, just how about you start elevating people? How how about that? How about instead of saying what you don't like all the time, how about saying what you do like? You know what? It kind of spreads a little bit of the good and not so much of the shit. So come on, everybody. Let's let's rise up is all I'm saying a little bit. Now, babe. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to say at the end of that, I think more people out there did enjoy it. I feel... As a society, people think they need to chime in on, you know, the broad end of the spectrum. Either they they have to bash it, you know, they just can't love something. Yeah, but it's okay. It's Here's always the thing. polarizing. Everything now is so polarizing. Just, I mean, it's okay to enjoy something. And, it's also okay. And I think okay. they do it on social media to get a rise. And I don't know how much that's really, you know, they're... they're truth in what they're saying it's okay to be critical of things like it's okay to be like but to be just always flat out negative is just it's a big time bummer you know what isn't a bummer babe (laughs) what i will tell you what's not a bummer is valentine's day Mm. it's coming up yeah it's your favorite one i have to tell you one of the things that i panic with valentine's day (laughs) is that i never know what to get and i always end up sending jacob out last minute 
to go buy flowers from the road. I'm like, oh shit, tomorrow's Valentine's Day. I'm, <laughs> I'll be like in some other town. Go to Mark's garden and get your mom. Right. It's a true story. Right. So that's we're what I usually we do. Live very close to Mark's we, garden. To a nice flower Sorry, shop. But but just. what we're gonna be doing, and this is what I would tell people. This is always good, guys. Anytime this has come to the house and I've gotten them, it is it, it's a good nice little bonus valentine's day gift it doesn't even it's like the nicest surprise to have it delivered to your house you know what i'm talking about everybody it's this sunday and the one sure way to win valentine's day <laughs> sherry's berries what uh, i love those they're good, right? Yeah, they're really good. You get those big, giant strawberries yes. dipped in chocolate. They can be white yes. chocolate or dark chocolate or milk chocolate. Now, I I have I've missed Valentine's Day by a couple days. Uh, I've sent Jacob out on runs. Mm -hmm. The best part about Sherry's Berries is I can just log right online instead of sending Jacob out in a mad dash, and they can they bring it right to the house. You know what else is good? Guys, if you, if your if your wife works out in an office, um, what's better? How much do you win if you send something to her office in front of all her people she works with, and somebody delivers some ch chocolate covered strawberries? They're really big. Yeah, the strawberries are really big. I listen to me. If you get something delivered to work, so all her friends and mm -hmm. peers see it, yeah, that's like. Almost a guaranteed blow job, definitely hand job. I don't know how it works I in your house. I think it's everything. You think so? On Valentine's Day, sure. I don't know how. You know what I want for Valentine's Day? I would like a sandwich. <laughs> That's all I want. Just yeah. I like I like it when you make me a sandwich and a coffee, coffee in the morning and a sandwich. A sandwich. Do you know what I like about when people make me a sandwich? What, babe? Because, babe, you know what? All of a sudden, I didn't have a sandwich, and then all of a sudden, I did. It's good. Stuff. I mean, it's the best thing. Yeah. I'm sitting on the couch, no sandwich. All of a sudden, fucking sandwich. <laughs> I mean, what? That is so great. Anyways, Sherry's Berries, everybody. <laughs> Get it right. And here's the offer I'm going to give you. Giant, freshly dipped strawberries from Sherry's Berries starting at $19.99. It's over 40% savings. And for, listen, for you listeners, you can double the berries for just 10 extra dollars. Go to berries.com, click on the microphone, and type in my code NORMAL. Type in my code normal. Don't wait until the weekend. Send them to the office this week. I'm telling you right now. White chocolate, milk chocolate, dark chocolate, all the chocolates. It's really romantic. Delivery it guaranteed. Really pretty box. Yes. yes. Uh, you know, I have ordered these berries for you before. Yes. And how much did you like them? I love them. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's best they're about romantic, them? They're mm romantic, -hmm. they're sexy, and they're yummy. And you know what else, guys? Here's the best part. She she only ate like two of them. I ate the rest. <laughs> Always good to get a gift that you can also have some of. You know what I mean? When you buy a dress, unless you like to wear it, you're not, you're, that's it. And I'm not a big on lingerie. You know I'm not big on lingerie. What's my theory on lingerie? You take it off. Yeah, it just gets get in the way. Get to the good stuff. Yeah. yeah. The, you know what the good stuff? Naked boobs. Yeah. <laughs> Those are really good. Booty and boobs. Yeah, and big fan. All the naked stuff. Big fan yes. of all that stuff. So here's what we're gonna it do. Really easy on me. The <laughs> and a sandwich. The yeah. only way to get this amazing Valentine's Day deal, right? Starting at nineteen ninety nine, where your giant fruit, fruit juicy fresh strawberries. Visit berries.com. Uh, it's b e r r i e s dot com. Click on the microphone top right corner. Type in normal. And, and then you're all set. Order today, everybody, okay? 
You all set? Everybody wants to do it? Surprise yes. her. Surprise. Nothing Chocolate better. Dips. How much? How good is a surprise, babe? Tell them how good a surprise it's is. Pretty great. Oh, I love it. This yeah, Cherry's like Berry's it. been in business for like 10 years. You know they know what's going on. Go. No gift wrap needed. They're going to do all that for you. Let's go, everybody. Get on it. Get yes. on it. Get on it. My wife is sitting right here. She will tell you. She, go to berries.com. Sherry's Berries microphone type right corner. I've been normal, and we're going to rock and roll. And if you do it and you don't see titties, <laughs> I guarantee you that our producer, Aaron, will give you your money back. Yes. So there you go. Uh, if you don't, right, Aaron? Good. He's nodding his head. Uh, if you don't see boobs, uh, you... Not just boobs. I think you get it all. Yeah, but I don't want to guarantee everything. On Valentine's Day? Seems like a tough deliver. guarantee for Aaron to make. Right, Aaron? It's a tough guarantee for you, isn't it? Yeah. Bring home <laughs> some champagne with your chocolate dip. Just get it. Get it, everybody. Good to go. Now, listen, you know, uh, uh, this is a special Valentine's Day edition, and I sent out, you know, that Beth and I would answer any questions that you had. And we still will. You can tweet them to me at Josh Wolf Comedy right now if you're mm -hmm. listening, and I will answer uh, a bunch for you. Um, and so I, I'll we'll we'll get to the ones that we have right now. And then um, if you also have a, if you want to call and ask, it's three two three two eight two seven four two four three two three seven two eight two seven four two four. You can ask questions about Beth. Mm. You can ask Beth questions about <laughs> me, or you can ask questions to us about us. Any of those work. Um, so here we go, do we everybody. Have some? Yes, we do have, and I, I know we have some. I just wanted to make sure we had. Uh, okay, ready, babe? Nice. Question pick. number one, Beth. <laughs> I'm so nervous. What is the sweetest gift that Josh has ever given you, and what was the biggest stinker? Oh, uh, I think for me, the best gifts are ones that I have no idea that. You know, no hints. Um, so you got me this really beautiful um, bracelet from my favorite jewelry store called Emerald Forest um, mm -hmm. in Studio City. And you went out by yourself. It was for, I think, one of our anniversaries. And it was just so beautiful. And you had it wrapped. And it was just something you did all on your own. Because we, you know having three kids and raising them and both being artists, a lot of years on celebration days, we just say, nothing. let's not get each other anything. I really, truly mean that. Um, What's the biggest thinker? So the st biggest stinker, <laughs> same, same thing. I, something same you went out. No, something you went out and got on your own, what but was it, it? <laughs> wasn't what was very it? cute. What was it? Um, it was an. It was. Um, it was some clothing, but you're usually spot on. Was like it the Josh one with the flower on it? Great, great taste. Was it the one with the flower on clothes. it? Um, it was just you. You just had to hit a. Okay. <laughs> a Question spot. number two. So, but he's pretty good. Question number two taste. here. Uh, okay, Beth. What is the most difficult part of being married to a comedian? Um, and what is the best part? She also wants to know if it's hard for you to see people bashing me on social media. Um, yes, it is hard for me to see that, which is why you guys probably don't see me on Twitter. I just find it, um, 
I'm just not cut of that cloth, and I don't quite understand mm-hmm. all the bashing. What's the um, most difficult part being married to me, a well, comedian? Being married to a comedian, I would say, um, because we almost didn't go on our blind date, and part of it for me was my perception of what I thought a comedian would be like, which to me you're not. You at thought all. I was going to be carrot top. I thought you were just going to be on and me, 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 and you know, just doing pratfalls everywhere and needing <laughs> <laughs> um, just constant like whoa. Oh yeah! Oh, there's a banana peel. How did that go? How did I walk across the room? Like um, I don't do that at all. And I and I don't mean to generalize about comedians, just performers, people who for their living want to perform generally love that high of being on all the time and you're not that way at all josh is the most grounded down to earth humble person i don't know about that but um i'm not on you don't bring it home for sure no Um, no no i will tell you like um i you know when we got set up on our blind date you didn't want to go out with me because you thought i'd be that guy and i didn't want to go out with you because i had seen a movie that you had written and directed and starred in and there was a scene in the movie where you were in a bikini and (laughs) sounds sounds like a terrible movie and i looked at the movie and i had already i had heard from my manager that you had been on a date with toby mcguire true i know i was just Barely friends with Toby. Okay, but <laughs> so he wants to interpret that. He was no, like, he my was, manager was right. He was like, incorrect. she just had a day, day with Toby <laughs> no. McGuire, and then I looked at this uh, movie with you in it, and you were honestly, I was like, you're too good looking, and I had three kids, and I was like, this is gonna end poorly for me, and so for me, I had decided long before our date i'm never going to go out with you because it's just going to end poorly for me because i had met good-looking women in, in los angeles and it was just not a good they were just not what i was looking for so that's why i bought you thought i was very hollywood that was very perception and, and i thought you were a carrot top and nothing yeah to carrot top but just i thought you were going to have um like a a, a bag of I wish I had a bag. I wish I wish I had a tow truck right now that shot glitter into the air, and then I had like a toy eagle fly through it, and that'd be great. Uh, You know, one story I have never told on here is that, you know, um, you used to sleep in my walk-in closet. Yes. Because you know she and I asked. She she was. you know, I lived in the valley, and she lived in West Hollywood, and she would come over, and we both decided that we didn't. It wasn't time for her to meet the kids. And so, but there were some nights when it was hard for her to drive home. And she was like, why don't I just sleep in your closet? Because I had a a a walk-in closet. And by the way, looking back on it, it was dark, no windows. It was just while you got the kids up Yeah, so you went went and slept in in the closet. And um, my favorite story is that, um, (laughs) so I was uh, making breakfast for the kids. And it was the first time I slept in the closet. I was making breakfast for the kids, and um, Caitlin came in, and she was like, I can't find my belt. And I said, I don't know where your belt is, babe. And she, she was goes, seven. She was adorable. She goes, um, okay. I go, babe, go look for it, and come back and let me know what you find out. She said, okay. So I'm making breakfast for the other two kids, and um, 
she comes back and she goes, I still can't find my belt and there's somebody sleeping in your closet. And I said, what? <laughs> and she goes, I can't find my belt and there's somebody sleeping in your closet. And I said, okay. I said, babe, just out of curiosity, there's somebody sleeping in my closet and that's all the reaction I get? And she said, it's your closet, daddy. I don't know what happens in your closet. And that was it. And yeah, she... here's my version of the story and that all happened. But for me, I said, do your kids ever come in your closet and you said absolutely not you know what? That they don't was even not, know that was where not the, the first closet. night you slept in the closet no the very first time was not when she went in there. okay well my memory yeah. is you know because i really didn't that's a strange way to meet them <laughs> me sleeping in the closet but i swear women have that sixth sense and kate caitlin knew we've talked about it so i was asleep i brought my little comforter and I had a pillow and I was sleeping in the closet and because I was laying down it was like boom she opened the door and she was just towering over me and I didn't know what to do I just pulled the covers up and she stayed there for a very long time and then she shut the door and then she went and met you for breakfast so maybe that wasn't the first time maybe it was just etched in my brain that I thought it was so funny that you were like, they never, ever, ever, they, they don't even know, because you didn't really use that closet. No. Um, but she knew she could smell It was really crazy house. that she- And but, we laugh about it now, it's super cute. But she just did not, uh, it didn't get a rise out of her at all, which was amazing to me, but, but it's very typical of her, it's, she's so amazing. Um, okay. funny. Uh, yeah, Beth. Josh mm -hmm. has mentioned that you are a writer. What mm -hmm. do you write? How'd you get into it? And how has the industry or your outlook changed since you have been doing it? Let's just go with... Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, let's just go with what do you write? Uh, I'm a screenwriter. And I'm, I'm from Louisiana. And I grew up in a time where, you know, if you didn't live in L.A., you didn't really get to see behind the scenes. Now I think kids, there's so many portals and outlets where you can really see that people write and direct and produce and how they do it. And I really didn't know those were any of my options growing up. Um, so I took the long road to find that. Mm -hmm. um, so I went to college on an academic scholarship and thought I was going to be a lawyer. Um, my first year, I was really, really, really bored. And I went to Orlando, Florida, which seemed so glamorous <laughs> to me at the time, <laughs> to work at Disney World um, on a college on a college program. Um, so it was kids from all over the world there from college, and we were working at Disney World, and I met actors for the first time. And so I was like, "Oh, you do that for a living?" So then I found myself coming into the business via acting um, in Orlando at Universal when it kind of took off. So I worked a lot out of the gate um, at age 18. And but so as then an actress. I, as an actress. Yeah. But I got to see how a set worked and who was who and what the, you know, what the director did and what the writer does and what all the moving parts were. So then I moved to L.A. with my full little resume from all the bad little TV shows that I had done um, in Orlando. I mean, not bad, just 
silly, silly um, TV shows. Um, and Nickelodeon. I was on Nickelodeon, which was, oh, was it boring, babe? No. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sitting back. That's all right. <laughs> uh, it's like a no, 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 no. Yawn. No, I mean, sometimes I yawn. I it doesn't know. mean I'm bored. I know, babe. Okay. Happy Valentine's yeah, Day. Not there yet. Go. So I came to L.A. thinking um, that I could, you know, I wanted to write and direct. What I found was that... Um, I'm actually very um, shy um, in front of the camera, but I really thrive and feel very passionate um, writing and directing. But at that time, being a young, sweet Southern girl, and there weren't really any other, there were a few female writer-directors, but there were only a few. And we talked about this the other day, and I just didn't fit that mold at all so I was kind of um sort of laughed at of like oh sweetie pie that's so cute that you want to write and direct but um you know maybe you can go in each door one at a time and so that the movie that Josh is talking about is like okay I'm gonna bang down some doors and let you people know that um you know what your perception or what you think of me by what I look like doesn't necessarily match up to who I am as an artist. So I started writing and directing and producing and starring in my own shorts and raising my own money. And I, I did quite well. Like I'm, I moved up quite a bit in the indie world, but I really didn't want to act. So I sort of walked away. Um, you know, the manager that we were mm -hmm. both with, they, that was a huge company, and I was with a huge agency, but as an actress. And I felt like if anyone's ever going to take me seriously as a writer-director, I need to stand with myself and have the confidence to believe in myself as a writer-director. So I left my management, and I left my agent and I went and wrote a screenplay which when I brought it back and sent it around to the people that we knew in the industry in Hollywood they were like this is so great we love it are you going to star in it and I was like absolutely not I won't I won't step in front of that camera because I really and I did a very male driven piece and then I worked my way, way up through the the indie world for about 10 years, which is a great, great, beautiful, um, not just training ground, just a beautiful way to make films and taking them on the festival circuit. And, um, you know, that became my film school. And now for the past five years, I guess, I've stepped into the studio system in writing screenplays for studios. None of which I can say, oh, yeah, I wrote Silver Linings Playbook, so you don't know any of the things that I've written, but they're all in the pipeline and in development, and some some I'm attached to direct, and some have um, really big directors attached to direct, and that's my story. <laughs> you only <laughs> yawned once, babe. That was really good. I got it out of the way right at the beginning. I uh, was not yawning because of the story. <laughs> no, I <laughs> You've heard the story. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah. no. I, 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 you know, to Can be. Can I put chopsticks? Yeah, on yeah. To be, okay. to be perfectly honest, I knew the story, so there were times where I was in it, 
I yeah. Yeah. Uh, is Little Shanir on Netflix? It is. It should still be. You can definitely buy it on Amazon. But Little Shanir was my first feature that the one that we were talking about. Um, that has a great cast. Yeah, it was a great indie cast. It was Jonathan Sheck, Clifton Collins Jr., Chris Mulkey, Fred Kohler, um, Jeremy Davidson, Tamara Braun. Sound like I'm plugging the film, but it won ten best picture awards on the festival circuit and six internationally. And how do you um, spell Chenier? It looks like Chenier because Little Chenier is um, set in a very remote Cajun community, um, and Cajun is a hybrid of French and American English. Um, so. It looks like Chenier, if you were saying it in French, C-H-E-N-I-E-R, but it's little Chenier, um, is the way uh, a true Cajun would pronounce it. And little Chenier is an actual place um, deep, deep in the bayous of Louisiana um, where people live um, with no land base. They live on water. So because water is free. Um, what? Water is free in Louisiana. Um, what do you mean water is free? Well, you don't have to rent water, so you can tie Where on. Where do you have to rent water? If you don't have, if you don't want to spend money yeah. on renting a piece of property. Oh, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I get casinos. Yep, yep, yep. So you can just tie on your houseboat. So there's literally deep, deep in, you know, the the bayous and swamps of Louisiana and these entire communities that um, people don't even realize are there. And they're really beautiful and magical and um, very an anachronistic in that um, it feels like you're stepping back in time um, because they literally have a floating house, floating gas station, a floating grocery store, a floating bar. Uh, it's really cool. Probably it just doesn't seem safe to have a floating bar. It that just seems like it's like really the drive-through. It's like the dry in that state where there are drive-through daiquiri shops, and you pull into the daiquiri shop, and the only thing that stops you from drinking the daiquiri because it's not legal to drink while you're driving is the half of the piece of paper they left <laughs> on the top of the straw. Listen. They go, "Don't drink that in the car." Okay, my and that's class it. love that. They couldn't believe you could drive through daiquiri. Yes, that was Chris Mulkey. If I couldn't find Chris Mulkey and Clifton, uh, that's where they were. <laughs> they were I mean, it's really, the to drive through, through daiquiri is not a terrible thing. Yeah. Um, somebody wanted to know um, what the hardest part about coming into a pre-made family was. Um, the hardest so part. So just so you know, she, I, uh, I yes. was raising three kids when she jumped on board. Well, the first thing, and I, I, and you know this too, before I went on that date, for me, the biggest question was how long had you been separated from your ex? Because I didn't want to even go on a date with someone if there was the possibility that, you know, for this family, it was a family unit. So how long had you guys, you know, been separated and, um, and, and, and the answers to that were it had been a couple of years. Yeah. And she lived in another state and was engaged to someone. So I felt like that was safe. Um, you know, I didn't want to 
step into something where possibly you guys could work it out or the mom um, had an opportunity to um, step back in which she always has um, not that that couldn't change but that was sort of the premise but for me I think and I come from um, you know I was raised by a single mom and my dad um, was not around he had left uh, many times and then married five times so with your three kids what they had in me was someone that was going to love them unconditionally even if they couldn't love me back mm -hmm. and that's what unconditionally part of it is um, because I knew they were really struggling there's look they knew our two older children knew that their biological father had left them they were old enough to know that that happened but then to have your biological mother leave that's really traumatizing to their little souls um, so in the beginning the more I was there, the more I was there for them, the more mom things that I was doing, um, they would, and I understood it completely, um, they were angry at her for not being there and doing them, but they only had me to sort of um, focus it on. Um, but they were so sweet, like through it all. I just saw that struggle with them and they were too young to articulate it. So I think that was just the, I don't even know if it's hard, but you know, when you love children as your own children and they can't, they can't quite love you back as, as their mom, um, that can just be a little tough on your soul some days. But I just knew they really, really needed me. And then, um, and then there just became a place where they knew they could love me and they could love their mom as well. And now, I mean, you know, you and I have talked about it. I have three children that, you know, I feel I have such an amazing close bond with that, you know, I I see some people don't necessarily have with their biological children. So mm -hmm. I just think it's all the foundation that we set up with them. But it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't just, you know, sometimes we tell the story and it just sounds like so seamless and fluid. But of course, there was definitely a transition for them. Not for our youngest, because he never, he never knew life with his biological mom that he could remember right so he never missed anything no so no so that was immediately um and i say all this with no disrespect to um their biological mom her journey is her journey but i answer that question just between um you know between me and the kids so yeah, you know, and your journey into the three kids was different than mine, like, because... <laughs> Do you remember why you married me? Was it because you made you that gulping joke? You really like the way I drink mm. water. <laughs> <laughs> I did? I told you that? Yeah, we said it on our wedding 
I did do, CD at the end. Do you rem our wedding? Do you? We did a wedding CD where we talked at the beginning to everyone, and then do we you, played the song. If you had to, <laughs> if you had to, could mm. you recite any of our wedding vows? Um. Yes, absolutely. I remember. You remember mine? Yes. You do? Yes. I remember mine because listen, we had a do-it-yourself wedding. Like We did everything, and we paid for it ourselves, and it was literally we were up, up all night, every night, running around the French Quarter. It was such a beautiful wedding, but um, we did it all ourselves, so I was so exhausted, and I hadn't written my vows yet, and we were, you know, we were trying to be cute and traditional and you were staying in the hotel room with the kids and I was staying in the hotel room um down the hall with my sister and I just remember it was like four o'clock in the morning and I'm I'm a writer and and I was like Amy what do I love about Josh because I was so tired I just couldn't think of what to write to start and then of course it poured out of me and I read three pages back and front. I you. don't remember any any of my vows. Well, we have it all on video. Thank God. Do you know, do you remember before I do remember the joke because you said you said something about the pot roast that I made for the first time your family came over and I made this pot roast and it was horrible. It was like raw and they're all like mm. This is wonderful. And your mom and dad well, were being so sweet. It was raw on the outside. It was raw. Uh, it was raw on the inside. On the outside, it was like a piece of charcoal. <laughs> it's not <laughs> a great so the first, out of the gate. The first quarter inch was like so, like if a meteor had fallen from the sky. <laughs> yeah, it's not it was my... like when then the inside was like if you I had never just killed for Josh oh. has a big family. It was we were cooking for twelve. Yeah. To 16 people but you said something about my pot roast and jonathan who's your best man leaned over and said we all remember <laughs> pot roast. he was talking during the wedding yeah, he leaned over and said it was hilarious i don't remember i mean i remember you said really mushy things and you cried a lot I and didn't it was cry. really beautiful i did yes, not cry you cried during cry. our vows i did I not cry you. babe you cried it was so beautiful not like gushing that one Indian tear? And I remember what I said, and it's still true. Was it the one Indian tear? You did a one Indian tear. I wish I could do that on, on call. The one Indian tear but is like the one skill. As an, if I could acquire a skill as an entertainer, the what seeing a piece of trash and just the one Indian tear yeah, would you be... you have the Demi Moore tear and Ghost, this one. No, the Indian tear from the commercial. Oh, the Indian tear? You don't know the commercial I'm talking about? Oh, yes, I know. Oh. But it's the same. It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Do you know the one I'm talking about from Ghost, Demi Moore? Ooh, when she does this. Yeah. And the tear drops. Go ahead. Keep doing I'm going to do the background. <laughs> you <laughs> pretend like you're in the lathe. They're sliding the penny out the door. I hung. And then when she realizes it's Patrick Swayze, she looks at the penny. And then perfectly on cue, she lifts her head up, and the tear comes down. It's Is one of it? my favorite. Yeah. I'm, I love 
proximity. I didn't know I had that skill where I could actually background sing <laughs> yeah. as you. Let's try that another one. What's another yeah, good movie? we just made a little give end me, scene. Give me another movie, and I'm going to give you a background song. Um, you give me a movie, and I will. That's not how it works. doesn't work. I don't tell you something, and then you tell me <laughs> mm, the same thing. Okay. Do you want? Well, what song what has, what movie has a good, what movie has a good uh, soundtrack? Top Gun? What movie? What, 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 what? Let's pick a song. Let's work backwards. Cheesy. Let's work backwards um, and go song. Guys, any song out of a soundtrack? Anything? Pick how one. How about, I'm trying to think of uh, my favorite movies, but uh, my favorite movies you know what? don't match. Okay, hold on. Yours. Hold on, hold on a second. I'm going to pull up the words to this, and then you can describe the scene, and I will sing it. Oh, this is going to be so much fun. Oh I can't God. believe I haven't done this before. Okay. All right. Ready? All right. Okay. Describe the scene when Olivia Newton-John leaves, oh. leaves the dance because Elton John, Elton John, John Travolta was dancing with, with, you know, and won the contest with somebody else. And she's singing Hopelessly Devoted to You. Hold on. I have a sip of the water. Wait, um, you're you're going to describe her walk. This is because what you don't see in the movie <laughs> is is her mind frame and her walk back to the house to the porch where she sings. So let's just get get in her frame of mind. And I, let me just let me just wet the go. Oh, she's little. just walking. I just said I don't she's like gotta have, acting. She's got to have some mind, some thought process. I'll mime her singing. I love that song. I you was can't mime her singing as a podcast. You I have, don't... you have to tell me what you're the director. When she I goes, know, "What's I my motivation?" You tell her this is what you're thinking. Okay? I know. Well, you... then one of you guys act it out, and I'll direct you. Well, no, we're not acting. <laughs> you're you're pretending. You're telling her. You're telling her what she's feeling. Okay, I love you, but I'm not really into this one. Well, we just did the single okay, tear. let's try. What was the one we just did? One. I we can just... do the very last scene. I thought that's what you were going to say, where she says, oh, stud. Is that what she says? No. She Are you talking about, I got cigarette? chills. Yes. No, we would rather hear, guess I mine know. is not the first heartbroken. Now you have to go, go. My eyes are not. No, no, you're not. You're, I, who am I? You I'm are Olivia right? Newton John. I'm being heard. No, you're not Sing. singing. You're giving the emotion. I'm giving the singing? song. You're giving. Oh, and you just babe. want me to sway to no, the No, listen, now, what did we just do? This is ridiculous. Listen, what did we do? We just did it with this, with the, with the, what, what movie did we just it do? It was so spontaneous. Ghost. We just did it with Ghost. Yes, it was a spontaneous thing, and now. We're trying to force me just swaying back and forth. No, you're. You, if I'm Olivia Newton-John. You're not swaying. There's not enough action. You're not that, swaying. You're not okay, action. That's what I'm saying. Uh, your ghost piece. There was an action yes, for me to your do. Your job right now. I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was supposed to be you. Wooed me in here by saying I didn't we were it. gonna talk about. Yes, what? you did. I. We're talking Why about are what? you trying to be cool guy? I'm not. I didn't on, woo you. I asked you to come down and do Just it. Just so you guys know, he is the mushiest, sweetest, most romantic guy. Babe, this is going to be a and bit. Now, We're trying to do a bit. I know. Okay. Let me take a break. <laughs> your job, if you want to do the bit, which you don't, but your job <laughs> would be as the director 
You're explaining. I pretend I look at me like I'm Olivia Newton John. You're telling her what she's supposed to feel. Why is she supposed to feel that way? What's been happening to her? What her heartbreak is? What she feels? What's her motivation to you sing want me this to song? Act out me directing no. Olivia Newton John? No, I'm <laughs> Olivia Newton John. I've and never said singing, that before. And you're singing in the background. But I'm, I'm listening to you as you're telling me where my motivation for the song is coming. Let's move on to another question. Let's take a phone call. Uh, <laughs> hey, you're on with Josh and Beth. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hello? Hi, you're on with Josh Hello? and Beth. What's, you're on with Josh and Beth. What's your name? Where are you calling from? It's Judy from Oregon. Hi, Nana Judy. How are you? Hi. I'm good. How are you doing? Good. What's going on? Hi, sweetie. Hey, Nana Judy, you got a job. I know. Today was my first day. It was awesome. Congratulations on Congrats. your job. Can you tell us what your job is? Pardon? What's the job? It's in a medical office. Very nice. Congratulations. Well, yeah. I'm happy for Thanks. you. I know you were out looking and uh, well-deserved. 13, 13 months. And what's great about it is I only do five hours, and then I get to spend the rest of the afternoon with my granddaughters. So that's Aww, awesome. Aw, that's sweet. Do, do you have a question for Beth or me or for the both of us? I'm just cracking my ass up listening to the two of you trying to set up the scene in Greece. Oh, my God. Home, it's like so you would think shoot. as a director. Uh, as a director, I said moving on. I know that's why we're not doing it. All right. I, think that, I think that was wise, Beth, because Thank he was just you. making it worse. <laughs> Thank you. What What is your question? Female empowerment. Yes, definitely. Um, so, Beth, when you um, like um, before Josh goes on his mile high walks do you ever have concerns about whether he will actually return or find his way home i mean uh, how do you judge that as far as uh, how high he is when he leaves I, I, or do you so yeah. that, what you what nana judy is referring to for people who are listening uh, on twitter i do something called the high walk where i go out and i walk my dog and i just tweet random thoughts and sometimes i'm higher than other times i don't worry about yeah. Josh getting too high because I've been with him for a very long time and it's not physically humanly possible for him to ever get too high yeah. for anything dangerous to happen. I'm just worried sometimes I'm not um, high enough. <laughs> so I don't I, I don't worry about him. Um and I think his high walks are hilarious, and he's been doing high walks long before, um, mm -hmm. you know, there was an outlet to share it with other people. That's his time. That's where he decompresses um, while he walks the dog. So it's actually, um, I, I applaud it. Thanks, babe. Yeah, you're welcome. You know, I just want to be honest with everybody right now. The reason I was pushing to do that scene so hard is because I just oh want God. I want an you excuse. Moved on? I just want an excuse to sing hopelessly devoted. To I you. love that. I know. Song. I just wanted an excuse. Just sing it to me. No, you... I can't do that. I just needed it. To I be... can't get out of my head. I needed it to be thinly veiled in something else so I could pretend like I was doing it. But now, ever since we watched Greece with my little niece, 
That I dude, cannot get the guy who played Travolta looked forty eight years he, old. He looked you know, he's only, he's only like thirty two. Um, yeah, yeah, Nana Judy, uh, the high walks I love. You know, I I I, I, I have <laughs> such a good time with them, mostly because I it. You know why it has really helped me? Because I really do anything and everything that I just I want to do. There's no filter, mm-hmm. and you know, that has really, and I kind of, I talked about this on my solo podcast, the last one, which after I did a podcast with Steve Simone, who you loved, I love um, I really, the, it's really been freeing to me. The high walks have just showed me that I, I just need to do a lot more of what I like and what I find fun and then hopefully people will follow yeah it's not affected at all that's that's him that's josh he's been walking our dog like that um since we've had our dog for the past Mm. 10 years um that little munchkin uh (laughs) yeah yeah, judy so one of the things i have found in watching josh is that um his his um involved his his Becoming evolved as um, as being a, an entertainer, and that he is the high the high walks also help him. I notice because he'll lose a train of thought and he'll go back to it again. Mm. Whereas um, there would be times where there was just too much commotion going on on some of the other podcasts, so you really didn't get the whole story. You'd only get part of it. So I really have loved how everything has evolved, and I hope it takes me even further. Thank you very much, Judy. I appreciate it very much. And congratulations on your job, everybody. Everybody who's Mm -hmm. listening who uh, speaks with Nana Judy on Twitter, make sure you send her out a big congratulations. Thanks for calling in. sweet. Thank you. Bye. Bye, Bye, sweetie. Um, Yeah, you know, babe, it's interesting. Our our relationship. I was always nervous about you know because people are so mean on social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know that that is not something that's good for you. Yeah. It's, it's also why I've stayed. It's one of the away. reasons. And like, I'm private. Yeah, and it's but... one of the reasons that I and I. And I talked about this in my solo podcast too but it's one of the reasons that for many years i kept caitlin off of there just because Mm -hmm. i had to decide between caitlin is our daughter i had to decide and she is is easily affected by what people say about her and so i had to decide kind of between what i thought was going to be things that would have stuck with her Mm -hmm. because my way of thinking is i would have put her all over social media some people would have said sick shit and I would have taken her off anyways mm-hmm. and it would have ended up where we were. And for me, it's not so much, it's not that. And that we were very, um, we had many discussions about our kids mm-hmm. and social media. But for me, um, just by nature, I don't crave the limelight. It's not, you know, as we talked about earlier, you know, acting wasn't um, for me, and it's not um, my natural form of expression. And my natural form of, of, of expression, even who I am outside of the industry, if we're at a big party, I'm more comfortable 
talking to someone one-on-one and I and I'm really honest um but it's I think harder under a spotlight Mm -hmm. um for me it's not a natural um it's just not a natural Mm. it's not in my natural DNA and it is for so many people even people that aren't um necessarily famous or in the industry social media you know, they, they love that um, form of attention. And I don't think there's anything wrong with it. It's just um, harder for me to identify with. And then the part of the, the mean-spirited part of it is really hard for me to identify with because I'm just a person who, one, um, has so much empathy and sympathy already um, yeah. for everyone in the world. It, I just, um, it would break my heart. Yeah, yeah not your thing. Hey, um, we have a phone call. Mm. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hello? Hi. No? Hung up? Hey. Hey. Nope, hey. I'm still here. Sorry. I had to shut off my TV. Um, hey, it's Carrie from Orlando. Florida. Hey, Carrie. How, how are you, man? Hi, Carrie. Good, good. Do you have a question um, for us? Yes. First off, I just want to start off by saying, Josh, dude, yeah. you won the lottery with Bethany. I know. I just want to put that out. That's I so know. sweet. You are a lucky man. Yep. Lucky, lucky man. I know um, that. That's so sweet. My, <laughs> my question is, uh, Bethany, can you tell a story of something embarrassing that happened on a date with Josh? Besides the, besides, besides him the, pooping in his pants. Yeah, you besides guys heard that, that one? story. Yes, besides that one. Um, um, embarrassing date. Help me. Do you remember when I took ecstasy and rode the mechanical bull? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With my Elvis glasses on. Yeah, that was early <laughs> on. That was like our first yeah. two weeks. We, and Josh and I fell in love like it was immediately. A surprise, we went you on know what's the, crazy? Yeah. Remember, we, it was a surprise party for my brother. Yes. So we all took, except not, Beth. Not me. We all it's took ecstasy, my and, and my brother was coming over. So they're like, get in the closet, get in the closet. So there were like 10 people in a closet, all on ecstasy, just kind of like, <laughs> I love you, man. I fuck you. It's dark, and people are just, I it's think. where my, I met your brother. My brother was rubbing your eyebrows. rubbing my eyebrow. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what's <laughs> happening? So it was crazy to stick 10 people who are all rolling on E in a closet together like, hey, buddy, I fucking love you. Yeah. But then I put some Elvis sunglasses on and we rode, I rode a mechanical ball. We walked down the street, Mm -hmm. down Sunset to, what's the name of the? What's that mechanical ball on Sunset? something. Saddle, Saddle Ranch. Guys, and let me tell you how my mechanical bull ride went. It was, <laughs> I, I, this is how I can explain it to you, okay? The guy said, how fast do you want it? And I think I said, I'm no pussy. And then I think it was basically three rocks because <laughs> I he it kicked up and it hit me in the head. And then I sat back and I sat on my nuts. And then I leaned forward and it hit me in the face again and I fell off. And that was about it. It so was I hot. Don't, I don't think I'm going to be a rodeo guy. No, it was hilarious. Yeah. I enjoyed it. You know, you... But I don't get... I mean, for us, I mean, who Josh is, I mean, I um, was your original question anything embarrassing? Yeah. Is that... I mean, I... We, we laugh. Like, for me... Um, and don't hold me to my word. I'm sure there's something you could do, but I don't really... Like that's part of the joy what's the of one our rule, relationship. What's the one rule that you started 
about two years in. What's the one rule? Do you remember? Wh- which one? Or the one rule about going out or taking pictures. Oh, I just said keep your package in your keep pants. Your nuts, keep your nuts yeah. in your pants. Because Josh would always take pictures and just One of my favorite you know, things to do, Carrie. Junk one, of my, out. one of my favorite things to and do in a picture. That's my only rule. Just keep your junk in. Yeah. Keep it in. Have a good time. One of my favorite things to do in a picture um, is when I was in a group picture and nobody knew, I would just take my nuts out. So everybody would have this big group picture and everybody would be like, yeah, it'd be like a family shot. And then it'd yeah. be at, and then just me smiling, but just with my nuts out. Because to me, it's so funny. You know, the game. Nobody that, would know. Oh, notice. the Hanging Brains game is one of my favorite. Nobody. <laughs> I used to, you know, one of my favorite games in college was Hanging Brains. Because you could take your nuts out and walk around a bar, and I don't know, women don't look at nuts. So it's not, you know what, if a tit was out, we'd all be like, ha, 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 because we're looking there already. But when nuts are out, you're not walking around a bar looking at guys' nuts. No. 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 But the rule will happen. No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I said it without knowing for sure. As people started to know who you are, I was like, I think it's better for pictures and stuff not to have your junk out. Because it can be. The last nut out. This is when you actually, (laughs) this is when you gave me the rule. Because before you went to Cabo and I wasn't going, I was like, babe, have a fantastic time. Yes. Keep your nuts in your pants. Just keep, yeah, for pictures. Yeah. But the nuts, the last (laughs) nut out. And this is when you were like, maybe you need to reel it in a little. Is when Zach Brown were in town. This is before they hit. Where were we at the Mint or at Troubadour? No, this was that time that this was before. This was like Chicken Fried had come out and they Mm. were starting to hit and they were in town. um, And I had gone down to meet them for a private event or something. Oh, and I wasn't. And you weren't there. there. And it was at that club. It was and there was at that club. And I was trying to tell them I could run around this club with my nuts out <laughs> and nobody would ever know. And they were like, no, yeah. you couldn't. I go, yeah. I, and I and I made a bet and Sheck was there. Clifton Collins might have been there. there. Mm. And I was like, hey, I can for sure run around this club for 15 minutes with my nuts out <laughs> and nobody will ever notice. And they were like, okay. And I was out on the dance floor dancing by it myself. It was a fancy schmancy club. Dancing by myself. Nuts are swinging because yeah. I got big Jewish nuts. You know what I mean? So they swing around a little more <laughs> than they probably should. So the Jew nuts were moving, and people nobody said a thing. It's hilarious. People could they, they the band was like, I can't believe. I'm like, I'm telling you, no, you can do it forever and ever. Yeah. Carrie, you probably didn't want to hear that. These story. are rules, yes, rules for a successful relationship. Um, <laughs> you have any other questions, Carrie? Uh, no, that was it. But uh, <laughs> definitely keep up with the 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 solo podcast. Oh, do you like I those? Really do enjoy. I really do. Yeah. Oh, thank I, you very I like much. It a lot. I appreciate that, man. And and oh, I will see you in a couple weeks in Fort Lauderdale. And these T-shirts will be there for you. Yes, awesome, girls too. Awesome. They'll really be there for cute. you. Okay. It was nice to meet you, Carrie. Thanks, Carrie. Um, Absolutely. Have a great night, guys. All right, man. You Bye, too. Bye, sweetie. We are diametrically opposite in a lot of ways. Absolutely. What we, do you think? You wouldn't think we'd match up, and you, I think that's the secret. Is it? Because yeah. I know actually, if I'm, I don't want to get too into our personal life. But there have been times where that worried you a little bit, where you were like, we don't have anything in common. <laughs> no, what we have in common is that we, we love, each, love other. each other and we Core love values. our family and we love our children and we really enjoy hanging each out other. with each other. Yeah. Okay. Hey. Everything else, the fact that we like different things and different movies just keeps it kind of exciting yeah. as long as. 
what makes it work is I'm cool with you being you yeah. and you're cool with me being me. Yep. And when you t when you're like, can you read my script? I'm like, I'll read it, but there's not enough dick jokes in there. I can tell you that he, right now. You actually give great script notes. Hey, uh, what's your and name? I'm hilarious. What's your name? Where are you calling from? This is Flanky calling from Illinois. Hey, man. How are you? Hi. I'm all right. Uh, do you have a question for me or Beth? Yeah. Um, uh, Beth was talking about how she's pretty private as far as like social media and stuff. Yeah. And you're pretty open about what you say. Yeah. And uh, I wonder if there was any time that you said something that she was kind of like, eh, I don't know about that. On social media. There were like any of your podcasts or anything. Well, I will tell you, you know, listen, sh Beth is, um, Beth is a serious filmmaker and writer, right? So people have asked me, why don't I write a second book? And one of the reasons that I, I don't write a second book is because I would write that book about us. But there are some things, honestly, that that's not good for, it'd be good for me, not good for her. She needs to walk into a room and command uh, respect and all that stuff where, you know, if I write silly stories about us and I'm going to have to embellish some of them. Right. So there are some things I'm very mindful of her career. So there's some stories I won't tell on stage. Um, and there's some things I won't do. Not because honestly, it's not because she would be like, you can't tell that because I'd be embarrassed. It's more like, Hey, there are people that need to take me seriously. So yeah, let's, uh, is, let's is, back off. It's from that the embellishments. Bit. That's what he's talking about. There's, you know, when he was doing stand up. uh, pre-me, he had hilarious stuff about his ex. It was funny, funny, funny yeah, stuff. Yeah, really good. And then, you know, as we merged into our relationship and then, it, you know, you were out of that phase of your life, you asked, you said, well, there's nothing really crazy that you do. Can I take some of her crazy and just make it you sprinkle and that it in there i wasn't comfortable with right. i was like if there if i have my own stuff that's fine like if i but don't give me somebody else's crazy like yeah. i have enough so basically and there and you were saying there isn't like i'm level-headed and grounded and all these things so that to make it exciting you'd have to embellish and that part that part made me uncomfortable because I'm very comfortable, again, as we were talking about truth, standing in my truth, but that wouldn't be my truth. That would be his, his, you know, geared toward your audience. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, the, the, it, the, to me, it runs completely different with my kids. Like, my kids have asked me, um, do you have to tell that joke? And I always say, do you like those new shoes? And they say, yes. And I'm like, well, that joke told, bought those, it. that joke bought those shoes. So you should probably be happy with them. I, I you know, it's a different thing, but, uh, but I'm, I'm very also mindful on social media, like social media, anything embarrassing and, and just like the book also. And I don't badmouth my ex in the book either. Anything on social, I don't mind embarrassing myself or saying stupid things about myself, but I don't. It's like when people say, give me your best story about Chelsea or give me a celebrity that you met that is an asshole. I don't talk about other people's. I don't do that. Like, that's not my the uh, snitches get stitches. That's not my thing. So, you know, her life is her life. And I definitely do not um, would never bring something up that would embarrass her. But I let him be, 
you know, his full self. And um, I love, you know, just the high walk and all the silly, crazy stuff you do. What about when I Dutch That's, oven? What about when I Dutch oven? You, do you, you like that? Yeah, Dutch oven. <laughs> you've done it oh, three yeah. times already today. Listen, the Dutch oven is my move. Dutch, but yeah. I've been. But she's wise to it now. So she, uh, she, she pulls out. Okay, so you know when you tuck in all the corners of the bed, she pulls them all out now. So it's nothing's tucked in. Yeah. So if she ever needs to kick up the bottom of the bed so the blankets waft out the other end, she can do that. So I've gotten really smart. You know, for a long time, I'd never farted in front of you because you said, well, I was embarrassed to. And then one day you said, this it's is early on, like you held it in. Yeah, for the you were like, month. it's okay for you to fart in front of me. And I said, are you sure? And she said, of course. And I said, I don't think you know what you're getting into. I did not. No. <laughs> but what, you know what? Once you open the Pandora's box, do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, you know, when you drink a lot of beer and you don't have to pee, but you break the seal that one time, you break the seal, listen, you broke the fart seal. And listen. now. And you, I can't foot. believe what comes out of your body sometimes. I don't know. He's a thin guy i don't know where it comes from but it's no it's not like that <laughs> it's, it's like it, thunder mountain yeah but when oh I, god i wish that was my this? nickname in high school one time in, thunder mountain one time in bed you farted so much that it made me start to cry which was funny because then i was crying and, and laughing, i was laughing but i was seriously crying like it's too much yeah and it's by the way, too much. Here's, here's it was her, hilarious, but I really had hit my breaking point. Like her biggest, I need you. It's so stinky. Yeah, her her biggest. Breathe. What she has just started figuring out is the more she vocalizes that something bothers her. Oh my god! The more I grew up with three older brothers. It's enjoyment. So you have. I know I'm doing something right when you tell me all the time that bothers me. So if that that means I'm going to keep doing it, the best way if I'm bothering you for you to stop do for me to stop doing it is just to pretend like it never happened. Mm -hmm. So you've learned I that know. a little bit. I've learned a little bit. You know what you learned you recently was me. with my long hair. You kept telling me how much you liked it. <laughs> I, kept oh, I love you, your hair. You're getting this really big beard, and mm -hmm. I'm like, I love it. You know one thing you've never mentioned. What? And, and I do. I don't. Do you know? I mean, I do. Not crazy, but like I trim up a little bit. I don't go full on bush, but you've never mentioned one way or the other when I when I trim it up or I don't. Yes, I have. We've talked about this. We have. Yeah, you asked me if I if I wanted it uh, more trimmed, yeah. and I said no. I like it just the way you have it going on. Okay, it's good stuff. It's Th right there. It's right in the middle. It's, <laughs> yeah. Listen, it's like you know what it's like. It's what was not. The it's not freshly mowed, but it's like the gardener came like four days ago. Do you know what I mean? So you can see one or two blades of grass where they shouldn't be. Do you know what I mean? Does, it's not like yeah. a it's not like a golf course manicured. Yeah. But you know when you've been to someone's yard, you're like, well, they clearly take you care of it, it. But the gardener must be coming tomorrow. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You have it's to like keep that. Keep it so it's fun. Yeah. To go, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm sorry you had to but hear that. But the new everybody. the new joke at home that is re and you know it's really bothering me, and so it makes me want to do it more. For Captain Morgan, he has this red top hat. It's enormous. Mm -hmm. And um, and we do a lot of little jokes, and we've always done them, where, um, like, shoelaces and dirty socks. Why don't you tell them what we do? We move that, like, he'll take his dirty socks and put them somewhere, like, in my purse before a meeting, so I have the dirty sock. 
And then I'll take the same dirty sock and like put it in his pillowcase and see how long he'll sleep on it forever. He never finds no. it. But we do really silly stuff like that, which we it really entertains us. But this hat drives me crazy because it's enormous. And he puts it in my closet on top of my baseball caps, yeah. which are really high. Have you for found me to where reach. I hid the hat? No, because I just moved it. You don't so know where I put it? Every time oh my God. I have to take that red hat down and everything comes tumbling out of my oh, closet. I fucking love it. So I put a post-it on it, which I know you loved because oh. I said That's how I know you're mad when you put a fucking post-it well, I thought on the there. Post-it was funny. I put the hat back in your closet yep. with a post-it that said, Do not put this in my closet do anymore. You, and, and you then, haven't found it yet? No, and then you put it right back in my closet. Yeah, you know what we, we he did. He loves for, it. Oh, he does so good. Torturing. Like, and that's what sometimes it took me a while to understand. I'm the oldest. My siblings and I Don't torture did not other. torture each other and find enjoyment that yep. way. But truly, like, sometimes he'll re- have me repeat something. Oh, and it's always we'll when we're, like, it's rushed Wanna in the it? morning, taking the let's kids to school. Let's do a game. Let's, let's show them how we do it, okay? Okay. R- remember so, to take out the trash. You want me to take out the trash? Yes. Remember to take out the trash on your way out. Okay. So I'll get the. Tr- oh, you want me to get the trash today, or? Yeah. So when you get the trash today, and it'll go on and on. So, but but before I leave, or do you want me to do it I when I? Is it okay it. if I do it when I come home, or you need to be? No, doing I, it before? I want you to take it out before okay. you leave. On all the trash, or just the kitchen trash? All the trash. <laughs> so you want me to get all the trash yes. before I take off and all put it the in trash. there? Right. If you could, he'll keep it, doing oh, it. Oh, I do it until she's like, "Are you gonna do it?" He and I'm I'm calm. It takes a lot yeah. to rile me up. Mm-hmm. He'll keep asking, keep asking until don't I feel like don't I sound like a fucking joy? Dutch ovens and mental <laughs> torture. Doesn't it sound like the you want to be be married to me? By the way, uh, I know you're still on the phone. Do you have any other questions for us? No, that's it. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you very much. Thank you. Doesn't it sound like a joy to be married to me, Aaron? Oh, yeah. Doesn't it sound like a blast? Um. Yeah, you know, I think our differences are, I don't think I would like to be married to a female me. That seems like not great. <laughs> I don't need you Dutch oven and me, do you know what I mean? If there was a Dutch oven competition at the house, I don't think I'd like that. Yeah, I'm glad you don't. Mm-mm. I don't think that would be anywhere near I me. can't imagine in a million fucking years you Dutch ovening me. <laughs> no. I mean, ever, ever, ever would you ever do that? No. But we do like lot like our. You hate the, my hammer toe. He loves putting his hammer toe on me. I have this one toe. <laughs> it's my pinky toe. That's oh a little fucking God. jacked up. It looks like you know. It looks like it. Honestly, it looks like it. To me, it looks like if like the pinky toe of a gladiator <laughs> in the Roman times. You know when they wore those open shoes, so they must have got shit like. Like beat up and all that stuff, so it's got like, and it's a little <laughs> crooked, great. and it's got something growing out of the knob it's of it. It's really scratchy. And oh hard, yeah, and oh. he loves and it to hurts run all it the time. My leg. Yeah, right when she's about to go or to sleep. Don't you touch me with that hammer toe! Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> Berries.com, everybody. Three two three two eight two seven four two four is the number. Three two three. Now, babe, we've been on mm-hmm. the air for more than an hour. Does it feel that way? Um, yes, it does. Doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, just so you know, most around. of my guests say no. I just want you to know that. Um, really? Yeah, they feel like it. Good, the time flies by. Have you not felt that way? 
It's flying by, babe. Okay, we'll wrap it up, babe. I'm Don't worry. I'm kidding. It's um, fine. I love being here. You do? Yeah, I love you. I love you too, but and would we tell everybody what our nickname for each other is? Yeah, do they not know it? Uh-uh. It's stupid. Mm-hmm. But we say it with a lot of love. Yeah, stupid. But in, when I when I like we'll be I forget I you, and we'll stupid. be in public and I'm at the grocery store, I'm like, hey, stupid. Stupid. Did you remember the popsicles? <laughs> so people just hear me calling my wife stupid. And you know, by the way, have I ever told you part of me when when I would say stupid in public and people look at me and I remember that that's not good, mm-hmm. part of me for fun feels like amping it up. <laughs> when they look at me, I'd be like, bitch, it's you heard so me. Go sweet. get the fucking popsicle. Yeah. But I don't think our I can pull kids it off. tried to do it. I yeah. remember Caitlin, um, a parent was over and Caitlin was petting our dog and she was like, stupid. Yeah. And um, the mom said, oh, don't say that to the dog. And she went, that's what my mom and dad say to each other. I know. <laughs> that like, didn't help. But we so say much. it like, I love you, stupid. Yeah. Or just sometimes you, I think yeah. sometimes. You say it, but you really mean it. No, I really don't. Sometimes I feel like you we mean it a little it bit. We text it, and we'll put stupid, like when we're being really mushy. Yeah. Stupid. Lots of views. That means you're really into me at the moment. You, now you keep spreading this rumor that I'm mushy. So mushy. Why do you keep spreading that rumor? Because I think you have this macho, sometimes misogynistic I don't think perception. I come across misogynistic. No, I I know you're not, but I think maybe some people who don't get to see all sides of you, they just um, well, focus I, in on one. And, you know, I don't know if you show the vulnerable sides of yourself. I have to tell you, publicly. that's what I think this podcast has done, is helped do anyways, which is anybody that had a misconception about me, I think you find will find that I, I consider myself to be like, you can do this. If you want, as long as you're close. I consider myself to be like half bro, almost half feminist. Do you know what I mean? Like, I definitely have bro parts in me. I definitely have the the fraternity guy, you know, Dutch oven, fart in a jar, yes. open it later to see if it smells part of me. Like right? But I, I also, like every other human being, I'm... I, I'm well, well, now you're not well-rounded, but I have different aspects of me, right? Yes, absolutely. You were a single dad. When the first time we talked on the phone, you were cooking dinner for your kids and you were making turkey burgers and you said, uh, and you call our daughter a Kit Kat and you're like, Kit Kat, what do you want on, what, what do you want on your burger, baby? And I was like, oh, what a sweetheart. Like, you know. You know what's funny? We, we, we fooled fooled each other. I thought you were loaded with cash. Oh my god! You were driving a BMW. You had this sweet BMW, but you had this sweet ass pad in West Did Hollywood. Have a sweet ass. But pad. you were you were staying there for free. So she's driving yeah. this BMW. She's got this sweet ass pad in West Hollywood. I'm like, this chick is loaded. Yeah. And then you thought I was loaded too. Yeah, and you had a nanny. Yeah. And then she was gone after the first week. Well, you know why you she said, was I gone. said, I love you, and then she was gone. She was gone because her she- vagina. Her vagina. Remember that? Her vagina. Her, <laughs> her. She couldn't pronounce the Vs, and she never spoke to me, but she would tell Beth everything. But she told Beth one day, oh, Miss Bethany, my vagina is very sore. She was Costa Rican. And she was like, she was like, my vagina is very sore. She said, I married a Mexican, and all they want to do all day is this and this and this and this. Too much information. 
amazing. Oh, it was for so me. crazy. But you know, remember, remember, I got a phone bill for nine hundred dollars. Yes, she called, it, and I was like, and I asked you, I go, you know, somebody in Costa Rica, and she goes, no, but your Costa Rican maid does, and I was like, oh, that's <laughs> right, and then she never showed up <laughs> again. Yeah. She, she ran up a nine... message saying her vagina hurt, and that was uh, the last when time. When she was talking about her vagina, her. and that she that's what she gets for marrying a Mexican because they just like to do this and this and this and this. <laughs> I was like, okay, but are the sheets clean in the room? Because that's all I really need to know. And do you remember, you know, Beth and I have done some, we have, I would, mm. an interesting parenting style, but we hated hamsters, but our kids loved hamsters. Oh my goodness. So we would, le- we would let them, we would accidentally lose hamsters all the time. <laughs> So one time, Jacob was in the backyard with his friend. They were probably five years old, and they had this little hamster. And he said to me, "Can can Fluffy um, play in the backyard with us?" And I was like, "Absolutely," because I knew at five, he would forget the hamster were there, and the hamster would crawl away, and we could go, "Oh, the hamster ran away, but it's probably happy with other hamsters somewhere, and I don't have to have a fucking hamster ever again." And because for those of you who don't know, they run on a wheel at oh, night. Oh, it's so, so it's loud! Just, oh my, and they stink, and they're the guys. Hamsters, they're not nice. You pick it, they'll fucking bite you. They bite you. It's like having the, like Kevin Bunny the rabbit. Fuck them. I'm never getting a hamster or a fucking rabbit. Fuck those fucking things. Anyways. Well, I don't know about that. So, <laughs> I, but where you think that, you think the yeah. rabbit coalition's going to call in? <laughs> I can't believe you said that. We saved a rabbit's life. Whether I like him or not, I'm not an yes. asshole to him. Yeah. We saved his life. Okay. So I can say whatever I want mm-hmm. about that three legged freak. Okay. So, we, this hamster ran away. And, and we describe were like, our backyard. Oh, it was massive. It was... And we were lived in, in Studio City where there are owls and rats and we birds of prey. We had an avocado tree, but, a but so the, tree, the hamster like, runs away. Yeah. So, and we're like, oh, and Jacob was like, oh. And, and um, so we uh, we were like, well, there you go. We thought there's no way he'll make it out of the backyard. So then two days later, we find a sign posted up in the neighborhood, found hamster. <laughs> with a picture somebody drew a picture of the hamster like there were eight million hamsters and by your picture i could differentiate between my hamster and the yeah. other seven hamsters and it that was ran a few away blocks away so then it was like a disney movie like we pictured that little hamster made it all it the way wild backyard yeah across the street down, by the way if you saw a few something blocks. that looked like a hamster walking <laughs> on the ground would you pick it up no aaron you pick up a fucking ham. You pick up a hamster. No, because you're like that's like a rat without a tail, and I'm not picking that up. There's no way. By the way, there. I, and we I, did. We still. It's framed in our kitchen. Yeah. Somebody found we, a hamster. We, we called them. We didn't. Yeah, we didn't they get never the hamster, but we love that little. Yeah, sign. we stole their sign. <laughs> still in our kitchen. Um, you know what's funny is that in that neighborhood too, there was remember that flock of wild parrots. There were wild parrots. That was crazy. We had a wild duck. Yeah, remember the possum? So Beth and I... Mm, I'm uh, not down. At this house, under our bedroom window, once a year, every year when the possum mates, these two possum would mate Uh, underneath our window and they would hit the wall. And and so it would be like, sound like right underneath... Our, and it was screeching. Oh, and the noise they made uh, was like a... Uh, disgusting. It took us a while to figure so, it out. Oh, my like, God. Like, and here's the crazy thing. You could knock on the wall. You could scream uh, out the window. I dumped water on him. That male possum was no quitter. I dumped water on him, and he just looked up at me like... He was, like, was eye-fucking me as he was fucking that possum. So he was like... Nah. 
And I was like, oh my God. He's like, yeah. It was a, such a pimp move. Not to stop yeah. having sex. I doused you with water. Not to have stop having sex and just make eye contact with me as a, like they'd come out and stop so me. Gross. Come out here and fucking stop me. But that was when it started. We had to explain it to the kids. Uh, they were like, What's that noise outside? It's and you know do so you remember gross. We ended you, up moving. Do you remember that I when I had to you didn't believe me that possum slept in trees? I'm from Louisiana and I I didn't know I didn't know that. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, it's not so crazy. I've anymore. only seen them They're ugly. Running around. How ugly? They're not they're not um great you, looking. You know what my favorite memory of that house maybe was that tag sale. Because <laughs> you know why? Why? I just the whole like it was it took it was a team effort to get the tag sale done. Yeah. But but listen. What were we selling? We didn't uh, have anything. Exactly. But somehow this is what I was going to say about you. Somehow you took a house full of nothing because we needed money. Oh, I am great at that. We made like $1,300. Well, not counting the that person's oven we sold that wasn't ours. Remember we sold uh, their oven? Yeah. We- <laughs> you didn't mean to. But it was like this it was old antique, antique but oven. But I can take something that's kind of shabby and doesn't look that great and, um, you know, decorate it and yeah we made over a thousand dollars yeah i i remember selling our old couch and then you know you put fresh flowers and pillows and we sold it um for more than we bought it for well do you remember the the couch three couches ago we had this couch guys that it was like you were like, I'm selling it. I was like, this is a piece of shit. Nobody's buying this couch. And you were like, not only am I selling this couch. That was the one. But the money that I make from this couch, I'm buying a new couch. So we're going to make more money off this couch to buy a new couch. And I was like, there's no way you could sell this sack of shit. And sure enough, I came yeah, home one day great. and there was a new couch. And I was like, where would you get that? And you said, I sold this couch for something like $600. I was like, all we bought it for 200 yeah. yeah, it's all in your presentation. But that's why you're everything. a good director. Thanks, babe. I mean, I think being resourceful for sure makes you a good filmmaker because that's what you're doing. You are looking around, seeing what you have, the place you have to shoot in, whatever your when are you, you going to cast me in a movie? Funds. I'm sorry, know. did I say that out loud? I just want to make sure we get it down on tape because you can tell me whatever you want at the house. Yeah, I'm going to cast you, but this is forever. Yeah. So when are you going to cast me in a movie? Um, anytime you want, babe. Oh. You can come on this next one. I can come on the set and get yeah. you some water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna eat now. Is that okay? Yeah, you can have. You're gonna have some pecans. Yeah. Um. Oh, it's an hour and a half. Let's. Uh. Is there anything you want to plug or anything uh, you want to say? Um. I love you. I love you too. Oh my god. Anything more See, exciting than that? That's just all show, ladies and gentlemen. Well, it's nothing show. I'm just curious. Is there anything you want to plug? We, we've already. Anything been... I want to plug? No, yeah. that's not my style. Okay. Uh, Peace and love, everyone. Um, what am I plugging? Oh, guys, San Francisco this weekend, Valentine's Day weekend. I will be up there with Beth. Beth, I'm gonna tell you something right now. Mm. I will be, I will be, um, I will be singing her a song that she's never heard before on stage. Let me just give you a second to finish up. Uh, <laughs> I'll be singing a song to her that she's never heard before on stage. I'm assuming it'll be the last time I get to sing that song this weekend. Um, it's about me. It's about you, babe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and I have some surprise guests. It's going to be a good one. Guys, also, 
the fairly normal t-shirts will be up uh, soon. Um, the, my website guy is the best, but I, I asked him to update my website about two days before he was going on vacation. So we're just waiting for that. Um, and then and the girl after, shirt, shirts are so cute. Girl shirts are good, too. I yep. And then I, I have some uh, koozies and I'm getting some fairly normal hats. And uh, and then after Valentine's Day weekend, I'm taking a weekend off to hang in town. And then I'll be in Fort Lauderdale at the Improv the last weekend of February. I got some really fun things coming up. I'm doing something at the beginning of the March with Jen, who is the trainer of The Biggest Loser. We're going to do something here on this podcast. Oh, I want to plug something. Um, and uh, you do want to plug something? No, I just want to say happy Mardi Gras. I'm wearing my purple and gold beads today. Mardi Gras tomorrow, everyone. Happy Mardi Gras. Yeah, and guys, let me Be tell you gluttonous. something. Yeah, and Drink and eat a lot. I know you guys know what I usually drink. I'm going to tell you something. I have been drinking this Captain Morgan's Cannon Blast. That's a really good shot. It's so delicious. I'm not even right now. They're not sponsoring this podcast, but I'm just telling you right now. Oh, and not only that. And he wears his top hat. Yeah, not only that. Uh, anybody who goes, and they're not sponsoring this podcast either, but I'm just saying it because they're friends of mine. Um, if you go to Buds and Roses, which is a weed store here in L.A., they, if you mention me, they'll give you 10% off. So there you go. Um, and uh, what else? Boomer and the Old Man, podcast I do with Jacob. A new one is downloading tonight. Uh, then that's it. And more solo podcasts to come. And guys, download, subscribe, review, review, review. Tell a friend. Tell a friend, tell a friend. And if you have suggestions for who you want on the podcast, man, send them to me. And also send them to that, that person too. But Tate Fletcher is next week. If you don't know who Tate Fletcher is, this is a podcast that you should not miss. Uh, do a little research. He is a, quite an inspirational man. Um, I'm super excited to have him on. Um, and after that, coming up, uh, my buddy Jen from The Biggest Loser is going to be on here. Uh, who else? Oh, Brian Redband's coming on. Uh, funny dude and a lot of other funny people this coming. like a great show. <laughs> yeah, it's a good time, everybody. You know, tell your friends. Hide your wife, hide your kids. And um, is that it, babe? I love you. Yeah, peace and love, everyone. Thank you for being kind to me. Yeah. Hey, listen, um, give me a percentage chance that <laughs> that we have sex tonight. Percentage. It's always 100. We have so much sex. I know, it's kind of fun. We have sex every day. It's crazy. You know, I listen to I talk to other people who've been married for as long as we have, and they're like, once a week. I'm like, I oh would shoot somebody. No, I think you. it's part of what keeps a relation. It's part of what keeps a relationship exciting and alive. You're not having sex with your partner. You look pretty good naked, babe. Thanks, babe. Yep. You look pretty great, too. I feel like I'm in a stage where I look better with my clothes on. No, you look really hot. Well, thanks, babe. I like it. You do? Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's good. Well, I hope that made everybody as uncomfortable <laughs> as I hope I was hoping it would. Um, and I hope our kids are listening. They love. First love of all, that. Caitlin doesn't even know what a podcast is. She does not. I love that. I know it's the best part about her. Yeah, it's my favorite thing. She's gonna come on this podcast though. Mm -hmm. So funny. She is Caitlin. Funny. Yes. Super funny. Super. Our funny. kids. Yeah. Funny. Yeah, they got the gene. Mm -hmm. Um. All right, everybody. Uh. You know who I, who we didn't hear from today, who I thought we'd hear from? We didn't hear from Justin. Didn't hear from Justin, Aaron. Yeah. Didn't hear from Mark. 
Um, and I thought maybe we, Jeffrey would sneak in. Because Je- this seems like the show for Jeffrey to call into. Oh, I know Jeffrey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but There's like three people who follow me on Twitter. <laughs> Jeffrey's <laughs> one of them. Jeffrey's Hi, Jeffrey. A, he's amazing. Uh, guys, I love you. Later. Bye. I love you. Um.